0: and hello Inga's Nation. You guys are listening to episode 11 of the CrossFit Inga's podcast. So what are we diving into today?
1: Nutrition questions.
0: Cool. So we're one week into our summer shred challenge. Yep. So we reached out to you guys and some other just kind of frequently asked questions that we get throughout the challenge that we are gonna tackle today.
1: Yep and some of these are some of these are very specific to the challenge some are more general um, but good information regardless right we can call this like the nutrition round table yes since we're we're sitting at a round table literally yes yeah (laughs) all Um, right what do we got
0: i actually received an anonymous um question (laughs) okay (laughs) um and i think you heard about this but it was specifically for you (laughs) okay and it was, Wait a minute, is
1: this on our list that we went over? No, this, oh.
0: isn't, <laughs> this is a curveball. Okay. Um, why doesn't dad like donuts? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because they're not nutrient dense. They're not good for us, Renee.
0: Oh, nutrient density. We're going to talk
1: about that later Ooh. in the podcast.
0: So stay tuned. <laughs> um, I, I'm
1: guessing that was from Lindsay. It was. <laughs> yeah, she told me she submitted some questions. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard when I got that. Um Okay, so diving right into it. So, like I said, we've gotten a bunch of questions from you guys. So we're going to kick it off with, do I have to eat all four trays if I'm not hungry? And this is specific to the challenge, obviously.
1: So I think, um, I think we, we want to eat until we're full, right? We don't want to be overeating. Right. Um, I think this question, particularly for people who are kind of right on the borderline of, that, of the 165-pound mark, uh, maybe this is more relevant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I don't think you want to force yourself to eat all all four traits. Right. So the, an- the answer is no, you don't have to eat all four. Having said that, if you are, you know, a guy who has a decent amount of muscle mass and is training in the gym regularly um, and you're, you know, 180, 190 pounds or whatever it is, you probably need that amount of food. Right. Um, so I think you want to keep that in mind when it's obviously going to be very specific to each individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are, you know, closer to that one sixty-five mark, and you are, and you feel full, you get through half of the tray. You don't, you don't have to force yourself right, to eat it. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Eat till you're satisfied. Exactly. All right. Next up, can I use all fat, all of my fat, in one meal?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> probably not. No. <laughs> so the goal is the goal is balanced meals throughout right. the day, right? So you don't want to have. We don't want to be loading any one meal with all of one macronutrient. Right, right? just space like, it out. Space it out. Um, we want to get those the protein, carbs, fat, and vegetables at all three or four meals throughout the day, whatever we're eating.
0: Right, give yourself a little balance through those meals. Um, all right, next step, sugar on labels versus what the ingredients actually are. Right.
1: Do you want to talk about this one?
0: Um. Sure. So and. You have a good example of this that you received from one of your teammates. Yep. Um, she was looking for yogurt, right, and couldn't find any without any of that sugar content in it. Um, but it said, it said sugar on it, but the ingredients read that there wasn't any added sugar. So we just want to be clear that there, is no, there are no added sugars into the ingredients. right? Okay, Because there's still going to be that natural sugar in there, Um, but again, read your ingredients so you know the difference between what's in there and what's, what's not.
1: Yeah. Sugar, sugar content on the nutrition label is okay. Right. Um, like they'll say it'll be like under the carbohydrates, it'll say sugar, a certain number of grams. That's okay. As long as it's not in the ingredient list. Right.
0: So double check both of those. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because um, a lot of things will have natural sources of sugar. Yeah. But this is where it can be a little tricky too, right? Because there's, there's, I, I looked this up. Okay. There's like 56 different names for sugar. Yes. On the ingredient list.
0: Yeah. So it's sneaky.
1: Yeah. So you've got to you got to watch out for some of those. So anything that looks obviously like you know sugar, um, but sucrose, fructose, mm-hmm. uh, corn syrup. This is my favorite one. Evaporated cane juice. Doesn't that sound healthy? <laughs>
0: Right. Right. But where, where
1: does sugar comes from? Sugar cane. Sugar cane. Yep. So if you take the juice from a sugar cane, you evaporate out the water, what do you have? Sugar Sugar. Right. So yeah, that one's that one's my favorite. Uh brown rice syrup is another. Mm-hmm. There's a whole list of them, right? right? So make sure like if something looks a little off, yeah. Um, make sure you do some research yeah. and find out exactly what Quick it is. Quick
0: Google search and you'll realize oh that is sugar. Yeah. <laughs> um but within this challenge too We're trying to look for those ingredients, like those items that are, have the least amount of ingredients in them as possible.
1: That's usually a good rule of thumb.
0: Right. Um, Oh, our next next question, we've titled this breakfast for Will. (laughs) (laughs) So Will reached out and was asking for some more breakfast suggestions. And a lot of people um, may get tired of eating the same thing every day. Um, So a couple of different things that I put together for you, Will, um, and whoever else has a challenge with breakfast is now that you do have that um, option to use yogurt, right? Yogurt and berries. We've seen a lot of photos on the Instagram stories Mm -hmm. um, of people putting that together. You can have oats, and there's some recipes for some overnight oats. Just make sure we're not using any added sweeteners or anything like that. Yep. Um, Look for clean breakfast sausage, right? No sugar, again, um, but switch it up if you're tired of eating eggs all the time. Um, A frittata. Load up all your veggies into a frittata. That's something you can easily make ahead of time and have it um, ready to go. Um, Just eat what you plan on eating for lunch, for breakfast. Yeah. right yeah if that doesn't weird you out have steak for breakfast yeah there's
1: nothing saying you can't just have a regular meal exactly
0: yeah Yeah. um and the last one i have here is if you're looking for something quick you can take your yogurt you can take your fruit you can take a few handfuls of spinach or kale and mix it up for a smoothie i mean i don't like to drink my stuff like that but some people if they're in a bind if they need to get going quickly um that's a good little quick go-to
1: See, I don't, I don't have this problem. I don't either. I eat eggs. Every day. Every morning. Yes. And I love them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I get that, you know, some people aren't like that. Sure. and might get sick of it. Yeah.
0: Need a little change.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: No. I, I hear you. All
1: right. there's some options for you, Will.
0: <laughs> All right. So next we're going to go into some uh, meal timing around our workouts.
1: Right. So this is kind of I guess like so optimal nutrition for days when you're working out. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's like two situations here. Uh either we, people who work out really early in the morning and then uh everything else. Right. So for me, so if I'm, you know, someone who's eating four trays, if I was working out really early in the morning, I think what I would do is I would take my my fourth tray mm-hmm. and have Part of that, probably some of the, the protein and the carbs before the workout, mm-hmm. and then one to two hours after the workout, I'd have my breakfast, regular lunch, regular dinner, and then I would just finish that fourth tray at some point during the day when I was hungry right uh, someone with three trays
0: yes, so i um, if I was working out early in the morning, I would probably do something pretty similar, just taking from one of my trays, doing a smaller portion out of the carbs and protein, and then you know maybe having my protein shake after that, and then finishing off that tray for breakfast. Yeah. Um, if I, it's later on in the day, again, a similar kind of thing. I'm going to either time it out where I know I'm going to be working out at a specific time and maybe eating an hour beforehand, um, again, maybe a smaller portion of that carbs and proteins and then finishing my tray later on in the day. Um, or if I'm working out in the afternoon, honestly, like if I can eat like a whole bunch of veggies, like, and I pre- feel pretty satisfied yeah. between my meal and um, that workout.
1: So that's enough to get you through the workout yeah. and then just have the regular dinner. Exactly. Yeah, and for me, so when I work out in the afternoon, which is pretty much exclusive, exclusively work out right. in the afternoon – I'll have my, I'll have a regular breakfast, lunch, I'll have my fourth tray about an hour or so before I come mm-hmm. into the gym, and then protein shake after, right. and then regular dinner a couple hours later.
0: Yeah.
1: And that, that works pretty well for me. Cool.
0: Hope that answers that question for you guys. Um, okay, so question we got. Is it okay to have a protein bar after my workout instead of protein shake?
1: so protein bars are not allowed on the challenge right um the reason being is there's a lot of other stuff in there Mm -hmm. compared to just a simple whey protein powder Um, so the reason we allow the whey protein post-wad is because it's really good for recovery Mm -hmm. Um, it's a really fast absorbing protein it's a good source to promote that muscle recovery post-workout whereas like i said the protein bars have a lot of other stuff in there that we don't necessarily want post-wad right so we want that really quick absorbing um protein source to get after the workout right um outside of the challenge um you know if you want to have those protein bars just make sure it's a it's a good clean mm-hmm. source um there's a ton of them out there sure a lot of them like you read the ingredients so there's like 30 ingredients on them
0: we want as minimal as possible yeah
1: try and find ones that are as minimal, minimal as possible make sure there's no added sugar Um, Just try and find a really good clean source. So, like, Quest bars are pretty good. Mm -hmm. The Perfect bars are good.
0: RX bars. RX
1: bars are good, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, things like that.
0: Sure. So, that kind of leads us into our um, next topic whey protein versus casein protein.
1: Yeah. So, two different, they're two different types, um, two different purposes. So, Mm -hmm. again, whey protein is really good for post workout. Mm-hmm. Um, but should pretty much be exclusively used for post workout. Right. It's not something you want. And this is this is more like outside of the challenge, right? right. Because we're you know within the challenge, we're saying we're only going to allow whey protein post workout. So
0: would we want to replace a meal with whey protein?
1: No. Okay. No. But, so e- yeah, even outside of the challenge, right. it's not a good idea, right? Because it's not going to it's not going to keep you full for very long. You're going to be hungry, like you know. 30 minutes or an hour later right um, that's what casein for so right. casein is much more slow absorbing mm-hmm. um, it's better for use during the day um, it's going to keep you full longer um, a lot of people will use casein before they go to bed
0: right as like a nighttime recovery yep
1: yeah because it's going to be more slow absorbing so you kind of promote that um, protein source like throughout the night when you're not eating mm-hmm. um, so people who are looking to uh, maybe put on some muscle mass like uh, casein protein right before bed is a good option to help with, right. with muscle recovery. Um, that being said, I think the caveat to all of this is that these are their supplements, right? So we want that we want to use them to supplement our whole foods, right. right? We want to be eating whole foods primarily, and then these are only used kind of like in a pinch when we when we can't eat whole sure. foods.
0: Sure. So like going back to being on the challenge, and having a whey protein shake post-workout, um, if you can go and eat your meal instead, I mean, maybe do that instead, yep. right?
1: Depending on what your goals are, too. Right.
0: If you're right. Re- truly looking to, you know, shred up and lose a little bit of weight, it's probably better to stick to those whole foods right. rather than supplementing, like we're saying,
1: with a protein. Yep.
0: Cool. Any more on that? I
1: think no, that. I think that's it.
0: All right. Um another question we or I have gotten a bit of is uh why cannot we can why can't we have peanuts but we can have legumes. The legumes, <laughs> right?
1: What what's your reason?
0: Um so peanuts cause inflammation to the body, right? Um so they're pretty high in omega 6s which isn't exactly um the fat that we want to have in our body, we want to more of the omega threes and we can dive into that at another point in time, um, but that causes inflammation to the body we don't want inflammation in
1: our bodies right I think the other the other reason as well is um, so the other legume sources like the ones that we listed like the kidney beans black beans they're very high um, they're very high in both carbs and fat mm-hmm. whereas peanuts are primarily a fat source right so if we if we use the peanuts in that carbohydrate portion of the container,
0: it's a lot, it's a lot of fat,
1: a lot of fat. So, and not a whole lot of carbs. So we want to use the legumes as a good source of both carbohydrates and fat. Right.
0: Cool. Um, okay. So next question, rest days versus training days. Should my meals change? Should the way I eat change?
1: So I think for the, probably the, like 99% of the, of the people, mm-hmm. no. Right. Um, Why is that? <laughs> um, so the, the, the idea here is that um, the thought process is if I'm not training, I should be eating less carbs because I'm not burning as much carbohydrates. Right. But the purpose of taking a rest day is to recover, mm-hmm. right? So if you're putting yourself into a nutritional deficit on the days when you're trying to recover you're kind of you're slowing down the recovery process so you're kind of defeating the purpose right. right so for for the majority of people I think there's no need to really cycle your carbs or eat differently on days when you're training versus mm-hmm. when you're resting because again like the purpose of that rest day is for your body to recover so make sure you're fueling it properly right
0: right I think it's pretty straightforward awesome yeah um next step small meals versus large meals Which ones should we do? Which shouldn't we do?
1: So, yeah. And so this is like the theory of eating, you know, smaller meals, um, uh, less spaced out versus like three to four larger meals spaced, you know, longer throughout the day. Right. And the, the, the theory behind eating the smaller meals is where you're basically just, you know, you're giving yourself, your body enough energy to get through those two to three hours between meals. Right. Um, it's doesn't your body doesn't have to work as hard to digest the food mm-hmm. um and you don't spike your blood sugar as much so you're at more of a of a constant state right right
0: i think this is where the term fuel the fire method or that little term came from right those
1: smaller meals yep yeah, yeah. yeah. adding just enough on there to kind of like keep everything going at a consistent right. pace um and then and then the so for the larger meals the the thought process is that like you're having a, a much larger amount of food, your body has to work a lot harder to digest it, so you get sluggish and you know, bad things happen. Right. But the flip side of that is that if you're, if you're constantly fueling your body, mm-hmm. then you're in a constant state of digestion, so your metabolism is always working, and your blood sugar is always elevated, right? Mm-hmm. So anytime you eat, especially if you're eating carbohydrate sources, your blood sugar goes up. Right. So if you're eating every couple of hours, you never, you're not giving your body the chance to have your blood sugar come back down. Right. Um, so the larger meals, this gets more towards kind of like the concept of intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. where you let your body get out of that state of digestion um, and have your blood sugar come back down to a more normal level. Right. And there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of literature and research out there showing that elevated blood, sh- blood sugar state cause a lot of bad things to happen in your body. Yeah. Um, so I I think for the most peop- for the most part, having like larger meals spaced out more broadly throughout the day is going to be a better option for, for most people.
0: Sure, and I think too like with the challenge we're we're kind of doing that exactly right. Yep. So um, again, we're eating till we're we're pretty satisfied. Yep. And which ties into what we were talking about earlier, um, and you're allowing your body to become hungry yep. again. Yeah. So.
1: And you should be you should be allowed, you should be able to get yourself from, you know, from that your breakfast through the 5 or 6 hours or whatever it right. is to your lunch, right. right? And and so, you know, what happens when people get hungry throughout the day and they snack, you know, what do people primarily go to?
0: Those salty or whatever chips or whatever they have usually things
1: that are pretty high in carbs yeah exactly so you're not it's not when you go to snack you're not eating a balanced meal right right you're eating something that's very high in carbs you're gonna it's not gonna satisfy satisfy you it's it's
0: just that vicious cycle that we are breaking right now exactly
1: so eat those eat those balanced meals um three to four times a day And then those other times allow your body to get out of that state of of constant metabolism.
0: Right. I also find that like all of those things too become are just our habits. Right. And we're trying to break those habits. I know for myself, even that, you know, when I'm going through this first week, which is the most challenging, that I'm looking to still snack on something. Mm -hmm. So that's when I do turn to like peppers and cucumbers and all that type of stuff. But already by the end of this week like I'm not I I don't have the need for that anymore because I'm I'm getting into a good um, eating cycle I guess yeah so
1: the biggest thing for me um, going on to the challenge is the I like to snack like later at night Mm -hmm. (laughs) so my go-to has been um, Greek yogurt with a scoop of protein powder yeah Um, and it's not like like Kate Kate will appreciate this like it's not because I'm hungry
0: yeah
1: it's just because I just I crave it right right at the end of the day like we put the kids to bed and I just I want to have that kind of treat yeah I don't need it right but it's just that craving that's there and so that's the biggest thing that I've had to to break through through the challenge
0: going strong so far
1: yeah yeah Yeah. I haven't I haven't had it so far
0: Cool, but I mean, and that's all part of it is is trying to change our, our habits, yeah. right? Our it's,
1: un- it's totally a habit, right? Exactly. Like I said, it's not that I need it, it's just that...
0: You had a really great dinner, I'm sure, yep. right? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't be hungry. Yeah. <laughs> but I still want it. Right. So yeah, it's breaking that habit.
0: Cool. All right, uh, we're gonna get into our final question and it's on nutrient density. So this is, you know, more basic nutrient new. Nutritious... Nutrition. Nu- oh, nutrition concept. question? Concept. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so this is, I think this is a good, it's, a, it's one of a good method um, to determine like what foods are we should be eating. Right. So nutrition density is essentially the amount of vitamins and minerals in a particular food per calorie. Mm-hmm. So obviously we, we want to eat foods that are more nutrient dense. Right. Have more nutrients per calorie. Um, and so I, I did a bit of research on this, and it's really interesting. There's a variety of methods to calculate this. <laughs> um, and it's, it, can get, it can get kind of political because, like, so for some methods, it, they, they decide, like, what are the important nutrients. Right. right. And obviously that can skew the results one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But if you just strictly look at the amount, regardless of what they are, the amount of, of vitamins and minerals in a particular food per calorie – these are so. These are a, This is a you list a of list, some right? of yeah. like the most nutrient dense foods. Number one on the list is organ meats. Yes. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to eat organ I, meats, right? But but you've. I'm I'm sure everyone has heard okay. that they're really good for you, right? Right. For and sure. that's the reason because they're very very nutrient dense. Right. Um, next on the list is nuts and seeds.
0: Okay. Again,
1: makes sense because like a serving of all, uh, almonds is like six almonds, right. right? So you know that they're they're very. It's a very dense food. Right. Um, and then after that is there's some sources of meat, so seafood and fish,
0: mm-hmm.
1: pork, and then beef.
0: So what I'm noticing here is a lot of animal product is in the that top list, yep.
1: right? Eggs and dairy is next,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then vegetables. So vegetables is about midway mm-hmm. through that top ten. Um, after that, there's some more sources of meat: lamb, veal, and chicken. Mm-hmm. Then legumes, and then cooked vegetables,
0: which ah. is interesting.
1: And then fruit. Okay. Okay, so that's kind of the list that, that I put together. One of the things that I thought that was really interesting on this is uh, cooked vegetables is different than raw vegetables.
0: Less nutrients yep. in cooked vegetables. So
1: as you – and, and I, I think this is also mostly common knowledge. That right. when That when you cook your vegetables, you're lowering the nu- nutrient density. Right. And this is one of the reasons why within the challenge we allow – unlimited vegetables and unlimited raw vegetables mm-hmm. particularly right mm-hmm. so those raw vegetables are going to be more nutrient dense than after you cook them
0: right
1: um and also interesting is that like within this is like a list of you know 12 or 13 things
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of these are the things specifically that are allowed within the challenge right. right so it's not like we're picking these out of thin air there's there's reason there's a, behind exactly. why we want to eat these primarily in our diets yeah um other interesting thing is that uh grains are not on this list, right?
0: Right.
1: Low nutrient density. Um We
0: don't want to eat them. Right.
1: And there's 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 some other reasons why other than the nutrient density why we don't want to eat them, right. which we're going to get into next next week, next week no, or
0: two weeks. Two weeks.
1: <laughs> um but in terms of the nutrient density, it's it's a, they're actually low compared to a lot of these other and compared to meats um vegetables, and fruits, right? which is what we, and nuts and seeds, which is what we primarily want to eat. Um, yeah. Um,
0: and specifically to the challenge. Yep.
1: So there is, you know, there's there's nothing in grains that you can't get from these other sources, right. which I think is a bit of a misnomer, right? For sure.
0: For sure. Most yeah. people
1: think, yeah, you have to eat your whole grains.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we see that everywhere, right? And on, Not really. On cereals, and, and yep. that's what they want you to, to think, but we can get it from that other sources
1: yeah yeah whole foods whole foods cool Cool.
0: anything else to add to that i'm excited for our next episode
1: yeah so i think um no that's all i had all right um but i think we're there's enough here that there's some other things that we want to talk about
0: right for sure so
1: i think we'll we'll come back in two weeks and do another another new nutrition new round new table. Tri-
0: yeah i like it so if you guys have any other questions that come up between now and then like i said this will we'll record our next one in two weeks um let us know send us a message um and we'll we'll answer it for you absolutely um want to give a little shout out to ivy she's putting together another menu for you guys next week and she should be posting that soon, so keep an eye out on her social media for for that.
1: And we'll um, we'll make sure to repost that on our, yeah. our page as well.
0: Cool. Did you have any of those meals?
1: I have not yet. We have some. We have some. So good for us.
0: So good. They looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Chris loved them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. So we will see you in two weeks for another episode of the Crossfitting Guys podcast.
1: Bye, everyone.